Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Well, the holidays are officially upon us. And so I'm curious, what are your favorite holiday traditions? For our family, we celebrate Christmas. And so I feel like we do the pretty standard um, celebratory things like sending Christmas cards and going to Christmas Eve service. I will tell you that this is the first year that we will not be doing Santa Claus. My 10-year-olds have now figured it out. And strangely enough, the thing they're most upset about is the fact that Jim and I eat cookies after they go to bed. And like half the time, we don't even eat them. We just throw them out. And they were shocked. Are you kidding me? You throw out the cookie? You don't even eat it? or dad gets to eat the cookies at night. (laughs) That's what they're most upset about is the cookies. But um, yeah, making cookies, that's another tradition. Actually, that's going to be our topic about what we talk about all today is Christmas cookies. Um, But yeah, I'm curious, what are your favorite holiday traditions? You know, Christmas is always a challenge for me. I like to say that I'm organized. I like to think that I'm prepared, but Christmas always gets me every year. It's like, oh, there's just so much to do. And I knew it was coming all year round. And every year I say, I'm going to have all my Christmas shopping done by Thanksgiving. And every year that goes out the window. I think for us, you know, when I start to think about why is it so challenging, it's a lot of times it's because it's birthday season in our family. So my birthday's in September, we have three birthdays in October, two birthdays in November, one birthday in December. It's a lot of birthdays. (laughs) And so I feel like I'm just trying to catch my breath and then we're right into the holidays. And so I enjoy them, but there are times where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's just too hard. Guys, can we skip the presents this year and just go on a trip instead? And so I think we're close. I think, I think the kids are going for it this year. So stay tuned. I'll let you know. Today, though, I want to talk all about making healthy Christmas cookies. And so some of you may be like, no, step back. Do not even think about touching my favorite Christmas cookie recipes. And that's okay. If you are committed to that family front, that family recipe that you have, I am not here to take that away from you. In fact, I encourage you to make cookies that are a family tradition because there's so much love and comfort and just all the good feelings when you're able to pass down something so special to your family. So I'm not here to take that away. What I am here to do, what I am here to do, that's not even good English. What I am here for today is to talk about 10 ways that you can make your Christmas cookie healthier if you want to. All 
All right. Again, I'm not the food police. I am not here to make you feel guilty. I am not here to condemn you. I'm just here to offer options and solutions if you're looking for them. And so some of you may have cookie recipes where you're like, wow, this is a lot of sugar or this is a lot of butter. I wonder if there's a way to make this a little healthier. And so that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to help those out there that, um, that are just looking for some easy substitutions or some quick tips on how to make their cookies healthy. Now, I will say this before we even get started with ingredient substitutions. One of the tips that I can always give you when it comes to Christmas cookies is please don't have them sitting out on the counter. <laughs> Think about how many times you are in the kitchen all day long. I mean, I think I live in the kitchen. There's always somebody that's hungry or dishes that need to be washed. Um, my kitchen is in between my living room and my laundry room. And I'm not even going to tell you how many times I'm in the laundry room every day. <laughs> so for me, that kitchen is a constant that I'm always walking through. And so if there's cookies sitting out and they're within eyeshot and I see them like 400 times a day, you better believe at some point I'm probably going to go grab it. So if you do have Christmas cookies, which is fine, just be sure to put them away. Put them up high, put them down low, make them a little inconvenient and hard to get to. Otherwise, it just becomes a little too convenient to make lunch out of Christmas cookies. And so let's not do that. So put your cookies away. Um, here's a tip that I do and then you know, some of you may be like, uh-uh, nope, not doing it. And that's okay. Is I make Christmas cookies I don't like. I don't like mint. I think I shared that with you before. Maybe not. And I don't like coconut. So I make mint chocolate chip cookies every year. And I make these coconut Christmas cookies every year. And they can sit there all day long and I will not touch them. And so I enjoy the tradition of making cookies with my family but um, yeah, I won't be eating them because they're not my favorites. Now that the kids are older, they want to start picking out their own Christmas cookies to make. And obviously, I'm going to let them do that. Um, I think they're on to me. Why do we always have the same two cookies every year? Because mommy won't eat them. <laughs> All right, let's get into what are my top 10 tips for making a healthier Christmas cookie. So number one is swap out the flour for a white whole wheat flour. Guys, any time that you can increase the fiber, you increase the fullness factor. Fiber is one of those nutrients. Oh, I love talking about fiber so much. It helps you feel full, which means you don't eat as many cookies. Um, it helps lower your blood sugar, lower your cholesterol. It reduces the risk of diverticulitis and colon cancer. It is everything. It keeps you regular. Guys, you know how horrible you feel when you're constipated. And so any opportunity that you get to increase fiber, I want you to take it. Now, the nice thing is they have this thing called white whole wheat flour now. And so it doesn't alter the color of your product, but it does give you a little bit extra fiber. And we all need some extra fiber, especially over the holidays, because we're not eating as many fruits and vegetables. We're eating a lot more baked goods. We're eating a lot more 
heavier meals that, you know, don't have vegetables as their core. And so any opportunity that you can get to add fiber, I want you to take it. All right, tip number two, add ground flax seeds or chia seeds to your cookie batter. Guys, this is an easy one. You can just add a couple tablespoons to whatever batter you're making. You will not taste it. You will not see it. But the benefits are everything. When you add these ground seeds to your to your batter, to your mix, you're increasing omega-3s. And omega-3s are so helpful for brain health, for your heart, for your muscles, for your cells, for your joints. It's everything, just like fiber is. And I'm not exaggerating, I promise you. These are such great things for your body and here's an easy way to sneak it in and get more nutritional benefit than just keeping it out. So I want you to look for opportunities. Where can I add more omega-3 to my diets? You know, if you're not gonna add it to your cookies because you're not making Christmas cookies, this is an easy thing to add to oatmeal, to pancake batter. You can even stir it into your yogurt or your smoothies. So look for opportunities to add this simple ingredient without affecting the flavor or the texture of your product. Tip number three, make your cookies smaller right? When it comes to nutrition, we don't always have to change up the what. Sometimes we need to change up the how much, the quantity. And so a lot of times we think, you know, cookies, big cookies. Oh goodness. The cookies at what my, sometimes my kids like to get cookies from Wawa. They're huge, right? What if we just make smaller cookies and instead of having, you know, two large cookies, we just have two small cookies. We still had two cookies. So sometimes we can just change up the size of the cookie we make itself and that's all we need to decrease the calories, decrease the sugar, the fat, um, and it just makes for that, gives you that satisfaction, but in a lot smaller volume. All right, tip number four. You can replace eggs in your batter with one medium mashed banana. Now, if you don't like banana, you're probably not gonna do this. You could also make a flax egg, and I'll tell you how to do that in a second. Um, But if you don't mind the taste a little hint of banana, you can replace the egg with one medium mashed banana. What this is gonna do is it's gonna decrease your saturated fat. Saturated fat is one of what we classify as you know, the not so healthy fats. I don't wanna call it bad, because there's no food that's bad, but it's not great for you cardiovascularly, um, not good for your heart, not good for your cholesterol. So we do want to decrease saturated fat wherever we can. The good news is, is that if you replace the egg with the mashed banana, it's not going to affect the texture so much. It'll make the texture very light. You'll still have a chewy cookie and it'll still, it even will add a little sweetness. So try it. You know, and when you try some of these substitutions, you may not want to try it when you're, you know, making a triple batch of your favorite cookie. Maybe you start with trialing it with one batch and see if you like it before you go all out and make the substitution with everything. Now, if the mashed banana doesn't sound good to you, but you still want to decrease your saturated fat, you can also make a flax egg. A flax egg is basically taking 
one tablespoon of flaxseed to three tablespoons of water. And you put them in a bowl and you mix it together and you let it sit for about, I don't know, five, 10, maybe even 15 minutes until it starts to come together. And then you use that as a substitution in your batter. So this is a great option for vegans. This is a great option for anybody watching their cholesterol. Um, and you still will get the same texture as if you added an egg, but you'll get a lot healthier product. Number five, replace added sugar with a one-to-one -one ratio of pureed prunes. All right, what do you think about this one? <laughs> Is this something you're all excited about trying? Or are you like, yeah, next one, please. But I want you to think about it for a second. You know, again, if it's not affecting the flavor, if you're still getting that sweetness and you're still getting the texture that you're desiring, why not? You know, even if you don't want to substitute all the added sugar for pureed prunes, maybe just start with a quarter of it or a half and see if you can play with the texture and still get the quality product that you're looking for. What does pureed prunes do for you? Well, first and foremost, it's more fiber, and you know how I feel about fiber, all right? It decreases the added sugar in your diet and also decreases the calories. So try it. You know, these are suggestions. You can't mock it until you try it and see what works for you and your family. All right, number six, cut your sugar by a third. So here's the thing with a lot of holiday desserts, a lot of holiday meals, they're filled with sugar and they're filled with a lot of unnecessary sugar. Like it's okay to have something sweet, but we don't need to add tons of sugar on top of it to go the extra mile. It's almost like around the holidays, it's go big or go home. I'm either eating a cookie with all the sugar in it or I'm not eating a cookie at all. And I promise you there's some middle ground here. I was just talking to a client yesterday. She was telling me about a traditional holiday dish that her family makes. And she was telling me about the cups, plural, of sugar that she added to the dish. Now, let me tell you, the base of the dish is sweet potatoes. The potato has the word sweet in the title. So you know they're already sweet. And to that, they were adding cups of sugar to it to make it even sweeter. So at this point, it's not, it's dessert. Let's be honest, right? But a lot of times we can reduce that. I even asked her, I'm like, would you be willing to try to reduce the sugar by a quarter and see if it still had the same flavor? Um, she was not, and that's okay. But where are you at with your diet? How much holiday foods do you enjoy eating? Do you eat them excessively? Would cutting back the sugar you know, a quarter to a third in your recipes be helpful. It may not appear that doing these little tips would make that much of a difference, but every little thing you do counts. I think that's what happens a lot of times with our health. You know, we hear things like park further away. Well, if I park further away at this one store, is it really going to make that much of a difference? Well, if you do it one time, no. But if you do these changes cumulatively, they do add up and they definitely make a difference. So I want you to look at some of your holiday recipes. Can you cut the sugar by just start with a quarter? Try that, 
and then taste it. I bet you nobody will even notice. You know, work your way up from a quarter to maybe a third less of the sugar and see if you enjoy them. Maybe you enjoy it more. Why not try it? Again, if it doesn't work, you go back to the old way. No harm, no foul. Let's just try things. All right. Tip number seven, replace half of the butter with Greek yogurt. Now here's another way that we can decrease some of that saturated fat. Um, You're still going to get that warm gooey center in the middle of your cookie. Um, But now you've just figured out how to add more protein to your cookie. Some of the times when it comes to nutrition, you know, we're always thinking about what we need to restrict, what we need to take out, and sometimes we need to think about what can we add. So where is there the option to add more fiber? Where is there the option to add more protein? Where are those nutrients that our body can use as building blocks to make us feel our best so we can perform our best and show up the way we want to show up? So try it. Half, replace half of the butter, not the whole thing, but half of the butter with some Greek yogurt. All right, tip number eight, add nuts to the batter. Now, if you don't like nuts, you're going to skip over this one. But for those of you that do enjoy nuts, why not add them to increase the fiber, protein, healthy fats, and even some vitamin E? Like Again, I'm going to go back to think about what can you add to increase nutritional value versus what you can't have. And so just adding a few nuts to your, your batter can make all the difference in how full you feel, how satisfied you are with the, with the cookie. It adds some texture. Some people are big texture eaters, and so they like contrasting textures in their food. This would be a great opportunity, and you get to make the rules. I read one time that it said when you're following a recipe the first time, make the recipe exactly the way the author intended so you got an idea of of the product they wanted you to try the second time you make a recipe you're supposed to make your own modifications make it yours you know a lot of times I'm crossing things out I'm decreasing the sodium I'm adding other vegetables or whatever I'm making I make it my own and then the third time you make the recipe you're supposed to actually throw out the recipe and just make it from either memory or make it, you know, make it your own. I have never gotten to step three. Uh, That invokes a lot of fear. (laughs) I don't know if I can just start throwing away recipes. I use them as a crutch. Um, But I definitely can get to step two where I make it my own. You know, there is no reason why you cannot adjust a recipe. You can Nobody's coming after you. Nobody's going to say, you know, the police aren't coming after you to say that you didn't follow the recipe, you know, line by line, and now you're in trouble. But sometimes we follow recipes like that's the case. Like I can't deviate because it has to be this way. You get to do whatever you want. So enjoy the flexibility and, and take some of these, these changes and try it again. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You just go back to the old way. But at least now you know. And it's created an opportunity for you to get creative and think about what possibilities lie ahead. All right, tip number nine. This is a pretty simple one. 
swap out all of your milk chocolate for dark chocolate. Now, we know that dark chocolate has more antioxidants, it has more health benefits, um, it's a great opportunity for um, you to eat less sugar. So if you like dark chocolate or you don't mind dark chocolate, this is just an easy swap out. And again, not going to affect the flavor. Most people are going to love it. And you have a little bit healthier of a product. All right. And finally, tip number 10, make what you need. So this is something I used to, I don't want to say struggle with, but one of the mistakes I used to make. If a recipe, especially a Christmas cookie recipe, would make six dozen cookies, I would make six dozen cookies. If the recipe said it would make, you know, 12 dozen, well then I guess I was making 12 dozen cookies. And then I realized I do not need all of these cookies. And so I started cutting down the, the yield you know, I started cutting down how much I made. Even if the recipe said, you know, use this much, I started cutting things in half. I started cutting things in third. Only make the amount of cookies you need. Otherwise, you're going to be eating cookies until Easter. I had these one clients. They made tons of cookies every year and put them in tins and kept them in the spare bedroom. No lie, they had them till Easter. And they were eating cookies not only during the holiday season, but for the next three to four months. What do you need? Is it just the act of baking that you're looking for, like the tradition of baking with your family? All right, well, you know, what does that look like? Do you just need a dozen to try? Um, are you going to be making them for other people? You know, a lot of times my clients will do that, but then they want some to save for home. How many cookies do you need? And again, I want you to think about what are your health goals and I want you to think about, you know, what kind of cookies do you want to enjoy? There is an intersect between the two. There is a happy medium where you can enjoy the cookies and you can still have your health goals front of mind. But what does that look like? Does that look like, you know, a couple cookies a week? Does that look like a variety of cookies each week? Does that look like just picking your favorite and having it one or two times? How many do you need? And just make that volume half the batch, quarter the batch, whatever you need to do so that you're not having a surplus. If you run out of cookies and you need more, you can always make them. I promise you, the cookie dough, the cookie ingredients, they're available all year round. So it's like the Halloween candy. You know, I talk about we only let our kids go to like four or five houses because we really only need candy for the week. And then after it's done, we've moved on. We don't need candy in our house until Easter. Same thing with Christmas cookies. You want to do it for the tradition, for the, you know, the memories, the experience. You want to enjoy a cookie or two and then move on. We don't need to stay in this place of, I got so many cookies and now because I made them and I spent all the money on the ingredients, I feel like I have to eat them. No, no. Figure out what is a volume that you can enjoy and move on and then adjust your recipes to reflect that, that um, decision. All right, guys, that's what I have for you. Those are your 10 tips on how to make a cookie healthy. So of course, your recipe this week is going to be a cookie recipe. It has to be. 
Um, this is actually um, for a chocolate chip cookie recipe because I know this is just a standard cookie that most people enjoy. It's usually on everybody's cookie tray, um, but this one has a lot healthier ingredients. In fact, this one's gluten-free, so for all of you that need a gluten-free cookie, um, we're going to enjoy this one. Uh, for the recipe, you're going to need one and a half cups of almond flour, one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, three tablespoons of melted coconut oil, three tablespoons of maple syrup, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, two tablespoons of unsweetened almond milk, and a third of a cup of dark chocolate chips. So for the recipe, you're going to preheat your oven to 350 and go ahead and line a baking sheet with parchment paper. Combine the almond flour, baking powder, um, put that together in a bowl and mix well. And then go ahead and add in all the remaining ingredients, the coconut oil, maple syrup, vanilla, almond milk, and dark chocolate chips. This is an easy one again, guys. I am always have you in mind when I come up with these recipes. Um, after you mix all the ingredients in, you're going to place the dough onto the baking sheet and go ahead and, you know, use a tablespoon or the palm of your hand to gently form and flatten the cookie. Place in the oven for about 15 minutes if you want a soft cookie or between 15 and 20 minutes if you want your cookie hard. If you're coming to my house, you will always get a soft cookie. So I'm putting it in for 15 minutes. And then that's it. Remove from the oven, let them cool, and enjoy. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this, um, this episode today. It was really fun making it, and I hope you are all having a wonderful holiday season. And um, yeah, I'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.